Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week in Pirkei Avot we uh, do chapter 1 Mishnah 13 where it says that he used to say, it's referring to Hillel He who seeks renown loses his reputation He who does not increase his Torah learning decreases it and he who refuses to teach Torah deserves death and he who exploits the crown of Torah shall fade away. So here the Ramban is telling us that the interpretation of the word Shema, which in this context is, um, means reputation, he explains that once a person's fame has spread far and wide, that itself is a harbinger of imminent decline. Like it's very Fame is really a very dangerous place to be because when people get famous and get popular they can become very arrogant and lose their humbleness they forget who, who is giving them this and they can become very arrogant and very haughty and very demeaning towards other people and they feel like they're on top of the world and that everybody means nothing and it's a very dangerous place and this explanation is in accordance with the, the words pride goes before destruction and then the Maharal of Prague gives another translation understanding the word Shema as Aramaic for name and um, as a position of authority and power and therefore the Maharal renders power is its name that's destruction is its name. So he questions it. Powers, it. Power is its name. And then he says, no, destruction is its name. And the high office carries an aura of permanence and security. But the truth is that holding office, office leads to own one's ruin. So people in the government in high positions, if we see, most of them end up having very bad, bad um, names, they lose their, their, their respect of the people uh, because it's a very hard position to maintain. And woe to authority for it buries those who hold it. There is not a single prophet who did not outlive four kings. So what it's saying is that, that uh, the kings of the times of, um, of the temples, when there were kings, they, they became so haughty that the prophets uh, saw them going and coming, like they would die very, very fast. And the reason that authority buries those who hold it is that human beings receive life and support from God and, and may his name be blessed. He is the God of life and from whom life and sustenance flows towards all existence. So when a person holds office, he forgets this. He forgets who's holding his life. He forgets who put them in that position. He forgets what's his purpose in that position. What's his role? He has a purpose and it's a divine purpose. And when people lose that connection to Hashem, that is when um, the, the power uh, gets into their head and they start going downhill. So we have to understand here in Rabbi um, Tversky's book, he gives us an explanation of uh, why Hillel is saying this to us and why it means so much to him. And um, Hillel was not a person that was repeating because it says he was accustomed to say. So we would think like he's saying this all the time, but in reality, he was not saying it all the time. He lived it all the time. 
He lived it by example, and the example was what taught people why. Because he, he Hillel returned from, Abab, from Babylon to where is Israel, and the family of Bethsaida were the leaders of, of the Jewish people, of Jewry at that time. And that Erev Pesach in which Hillel came back, it, it, it occurred on Shabbat, and this family, the Bethsaida family, were, we didn't know if they should uh, bring the, the Paschal offering or not. And they didn't do it. And Hillel pointed out to them that on the basis of analysis of scripture that it is permissible to do the, the Paschal offering. Indeed, it was obligatory to do it. And he reprimands them by saying that because they didn't uh, learn enough Torah, they didn't know how to do it. And uh, that if they would have been diligent, they would have uh, not fallen into this sin. And if they would learn from their masters, at that time was Shamaya and Aftalon, you would not have been ignorant of this Allah. And what happened is that shortly after this, Hillel forgot himself an Allah, a, a, a law. And uh, so he, Hillel uh, went into a leadership, uh, leadership position and uh, he realized himself that being a leader was not so easy and that he himself, everything he admonished on other people, he himself lived himself too. Like that Hashem made it for him so he would, be, he would keep himself being a humble person and he wouldn't become an arrogant leader. And we see here from Moses and Aaron, we learn that Moses was the leader of the Jewish people and sometimes he had to be tough on the people. He had to really uh, have a, a strong hand on them and sometimes people hated him. They didn't really love him so much. Aaron, his brother, the high priest on the other hand, his job was to bring peace amongst people and show love amongst people and, and, and forgiveness among people. So people loved him because he was not so harsh on them. But Moshe, on the other hand, sometimes had to be very harsh on, on the Jewish people. But uh, and here we see that when a person is a leader, usually being a leader is not the most, uh, uh, how would you say it? the most uh, famous role in life. People really, they are born leaders because leaders say the truth and when the people say the truth because it's for the good of the people, then people don't want to listen to them because they don't want uh, to follow what they're saying. They want to do their own thing. So once Hillel was appointed to the official leadership, although his character Traits remain unchanged, his responsibilities did change, and his obligations underwent a radical change. And he was therefore duty-bound to chastise the family of uh, Bethsaida for their negligence. And he soon, however, felt uh, the distress of being in that position because inside of himself he didn't want to be chastising people and reprimanding them. And he felt bad about it. So these two Mishnas of Hillel can now be understood as a consequence of this incident. And Hillel, the scholar and layman, thought that the ideal attitude um, is that of Aaron to pursue peace and, and we love and care for all. But when he was thrust into the position of leadership, he felt that he was responsible for the people. And when you have responsibility for others, then sometimes you have to have an iron hand. And, um, 
and the failure to learn diligently as happened to the family of Becerra may result in grievous errors and failure to progress in one's learning, says Hillel, can lead to forgetting what one already knows and this is exactly what happened to him because once he became a leader he didn't have enough time to learn and when he realized that he was not learning as much as he should he recognized that he also was failing in the, in, 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 in the Torah learning and he was forgetting it. So our great Torah personalities whose positions of leadership required that they be accorded to honor were often greatly distressed about it. They, when you see people that are in very high positions like rabbis, they really don't, don't like it because they're very scared that this recognition, these, um, these people uh, honoring them and loving them and giving them uh, praise all the time can really lead them to become very haughty and very arrogant and it can, uh, they can lose that connection to Hashem very easily and they're very scared of it. And there's a story of the Hofez Haim that once he was returning from from a trip, uh, it was a conference, a convention of other Torah scholars and when they came to the train station the people were outside waiting for him because he was a very big man in his days and still till today he's a very big man and he himself uh, um, didn't get out of the train, he, he stayed in the train and Rabbi Mir Shapiro of Lublin came to him and he said, I don't understand, why don't you come out? And he says, I don't, I don't want to come out because I, I'm scared that I'm going to come out and all these people are going to be praising me. And then I don't wish uh, to, to, to feel vanity. I don't, fe don't want to feel this. And so if it's vanity, Rabbi Shapiro said, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with feeling a little vanity? So the Hafez Haim re reacted with surprise. And what is wrong with it? Why? Vanity is a grievous sin. A person like me should not feel like that. And so if it's a sin, Rabbi Shapiro continued, why are you so afraid of sin? So he said, because sins will be punished in Gainon, and I don't want to go to Gainon, said the Hofez Haim. And you're not willing to accept some punishment if greeting your fellow Jews will give them some pleasure, asked Rabbi Meir, uh, Rabbi Meir Shapiro. And the Hofez Haim realized what he was saying. He realized that by not coming out of the train and giving pleasure to the people, in reality, by him being inside of the train, he was showing vanity because he was too important for them. So he realized that the rabbi was right by, by him being humble and coming out to give pleasure to the people. That was true humbleness. So from then on, every time he came from a trip, he would be the first one to jump off the train so the people could, um, could greet him and give them that pleasure. Then in the, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Tversky continues to tell us here, he who does not increase his Torah learning decreases it. And what is he explaining here? That there's three categories of living beings in this world. There's the animals, there's humans, and there's angels. Animals are completely physical beings and angels are completely spiritual beings and human, man, is a unique creation because he's half and half. He's half um, of the physical world and he's half of the spiritual world. Animals grow only in size and strength and their intellect doesn't grow. They can't grow any more than what they grow by strength and, and size. Uh, 
The angels, on the other hand, don't grow at all. They're created as they're created and they don't have uh, ability to grow from where they are, not even spiritually. And man is unique because although he's physical and he grows in a physical way until his young adult age, he stops growing in his, in his um, spiritual way, in his spirituality and his intellect, he's able to continue growing forever. Like it never stops. It's, 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 it's something that is exponential. He'll never stop growing in this lifetime. So this uniqueness of man is what defines him and gives him identity as a human being. This is what separates us from animals and angels. And if a person stops growing spiritually, he fails to exercise singular, that singular trait that identifies him. So if Hashem gives you the ability to continue growing and you don't grow, you're stagnant in life, you stay where you are, you're comfortable here, I don't want to grow anymore, then he has lost his uniqueness and it makes him like an animal because he stopped growing. So he lacks in humanity and his identity as a full human being has come to an end. This is true regardless of the level at which, he grow, uh, at which his growth has arrested. And the identifying characteristic of man is up, upward progress. So man is always going up. If we're going down, we have a problem. We have to really be very aware of that and always strive to know more, to learn more, to be a better person, to work on our uh, character traits. If we're impatient, we have to work on impatience. If we suffer from anger, we have to work on our anger. And we should always strive in every sense of the way to be going upward and not downward. And Hillel therefore said, and he who does not increase, progress decreases, comes to an end, and this is true. So this is what it means here when it's saying that when we're not learning Torah and we're not teaching Torah, we're almost as dead because when we stop being who we really are and we're negating to this world who we are and what we can give to it, it's as if we don't exist. And this is the teachings of our, of our sage Hillel. So I want to wish you a good week, a happy week, a healthy week. We're in the nine days between, uh, between uh, Rosh Chodesh Av and, um, and the ninth of Av. It's, three, it's nine days in which we're uh, in retrospect looking at our lives, looking at who we are, what we're doing. Where are we going? How are we going to do in this world to bring us, ourselves one step closer to bringing Mashiach? It's a job that everybody has to do. It's not relegated to only the high rabbis or the high spiritual leaders of, of the generation. This is something that is up to all of us. And every person that grows a little bit, that learns a little bit, that does something better every day, that's better person every day, that does, does kindness every day, and, and connects every day to Hashem in a be better way is bringing Mashiach closer and, the, and, and our redemption. So I wish you really that you should take all these lessons to heart and grow from them and apply them in your life and in that way you will learn to live a little higher. Thank you.